Yes. Well, how was it for you? It was it was awesome. That's cool to hear. It was really really good. I I, I don't I don't know exactly what I expected, and, and I'll have to admit the the first I don't know 20 minutes or so I, I was a little like okay this feels like a little bit of a slower burn than I. <laughs> Then, then I, I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, I can't believe they're taking all the time to go into all this detail. And, and, you know? and let me make sure I'm very clear on this. It's not that I did not like those parts. It yeah. just I kind of thought I was like, wow, this is this is going to be a, a kind of a you know a, a slow paced film. Yeah. And and to some degree, I, I'd even say that that still continued on, although you know yeah. it definitely had had most picked up but it's not an action movie i because i'm not very familiar with the story they you know like i watched we've talked about it. i watched like the old you know sting and all the yeah you know, the the one way they, they could have hired an actor but they hired sting <laughs> but i, I mean that one. it was so long ago that honestly i remember nothing about it yeah. like v v just very vague visual things it's a good way to go into this and i really really enjoyed the story I got lost a little bit at times. Just you know, some of the some of the names. I'm always it's always tough for me for whatever reason. Sometimes certain names like just they don't they don't stick to me. You know, well, so like it's like the, I have to kind of the guy uh, in Star Wars, uh, the Supreme Commander Jeff. We can never remember his yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, just saying. But anyway, I um, I I thought it was phenomenal. I. I kind of knew, you know, at the end, I sort of felt like I was like, okay, you know, we're we're sort of we're wrapping up, yeah. and and you know, I wasn't exactly sure where you know where it was going to stop. I, I it, it, you know, but like I, I'm super impressed by it. I thought it was very good. It, to me, it seemed like a very. I'd love to know. Like, I'll let you talk here a second. I'd love to know how how. I want to say accurate, but how like you know how true to the books. To me, it seemed like they really made a, a like this real effort to yeah. fully realize that that yes. world. Yes. Um, I do have I have like one question. Hit me. The sand walking thing's just a troll for other people, right? Like, <laughs> it's not a it's not a real thing. They're they're like they tell people like you got to no 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 you got to do the sand walking thing or this no, the, the worms will eat you. you the worms will eat you yeah <laughs> oh, worlders they're still they're still walking nobody will, it's no it's not any different at all like no oh, no yeah. you gotta, you oh, gotta, oh, bro brush oh, the sand over this way with that you're doing great you're totally saving your own just, lives. Jump, <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually I loved like the idea of it, but, yeah. but the, like the one time at the very, at near the end when yeah. when he does it, and, and I'm like, okay, this looks like you're playing hopscotch. I, I don't, I, you know, weird. like I didn't, but you know, you know, it's it's funny you bring that up because I was thinking I'm like, this is one of those ideas that works so well in the novel, right? Know? Yeah, like when you just read like ah, oh, you know, and, and you know the friendman would walk without rhythm, and you're like, oh, that sounds oh, really cool. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that makes and then, sense. And yeah. then you see it. And then you see it, and you're like, ah, they're, uh, they're messing uh, with you, man. Uh, yeah, that's... It's like, okay. hey, hey. He, like, calls him over at one point. He's like, you don't have to walk yeah, like no, that, don't, man. Don't, don't. Yeah, it, I mean, it's look, a, look, I mean, look, it probably, it probably doesn't hurt, hurt, but you don't have to do it, okay? Like, you know. <laughs> no, I don't really mind you. No, no, no. I, I'm, well, I'm telling you to stop, please. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> we're actually laughing harder, so it is drawing in the, the sandworm. <laughs> so, like, we... It actually is more dangerous. It's actually more dangerous when you're doing. No, but it, oh, I, 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 that was like the only one thing that kind of struck me a little funny. Like yeah. uh, to be honest, I was normally we'll we'll cut up a little bit in the movie, even if it's a movie we really like. Yeah, sure. Well, we'll lean over to each other and make a little quip here and then. I, I was so into it. Like yeah. I, I, I never had any moment where I, you know, well, I had that moment. That was the that only was moment the that I had where right? I didn't, I didn't do it at the time. Right. <laughs> But what? So what, what? What did you think? Oh man, I loved it. Um, I felt. I mean, it's like uh, it's like you know. I think the book was written in '65, and wow. it feels like it's been waiting all this time for this movie to kind of uh, you know bring it to life in a way. Which yeah. I, I, I guess you know for some people who were you know religious fans of the novel, like that's that's sort of a sacrilege, but. I think that um, the thing that is so apparent is how deeply uh, Denny Villeneuve loves the story. Mm -hmm. 
and I think that you can also tell he has given some thought to how you bring certain things to life. Um, as an example, the way that I love the way that Paul uses the voice at, at breakfast with his mother, where he kind of like speaks and there's nothing, and then there's just a slight delay, and a moment later you hear, you know, hand me the water. Yeah, yeah. Hand me the water. Yeah. In his Batman voice, or, you know, whatever he says. But um, that um, just, you know. And, and you, they, they kind of get away from that uh, as they use the voice in later parts of the film. Yeah. But to me, it, it's not so much like... I didn't interpret it so much as... Um, it was just sort of like like the feeling of it, you know? The otherworldliness of it. Yeah. And like once you get that across the first time, you don't really need to hit that note again. Like you kind of, you know, you get what it's about. Right. Those kinds of things, like like, the, like just the way that he would introduce like those sorts of concepts uh, with, you know, a language of film, I thought was really clever. And I thought that the, uh, well, some of the asides, like when Dr. Kynes is checking out Paul's still suit and notices that he's wearing it Correctly, he's wearing it the way the Fremen wear it. Yeah. She comments on this, and there's that aside she says to herself about, you know, and he will know your ways as if born to him. And that's one of those things, like in the book, like Kynes, he's a, he's a man in the book, but in the book, Kynes thinks that. Yeah. And so, like, the way that, and, and you know, like, you could have her kind of mutter it under her breath, and that'd be okay, but saying it in another saying it in another language, subtitling, you know, like the Fremen's native tongue or whatever, subtitling it the way that they did, super clever. Again, with, you know, like, the hand signals, like, you know, the way that, like, you know, the Atreides will communicate through hand signals. Yeah. And subtitling those, super smart. Yeah. Super, super smart. I, I was... Those... Okay, so, like, in addition to the fact that it's super faithful to the book, um... It's paced like the book. Some of the dialogue is taken straight out of the book. Mm. And, I mean, honestly, I would say the biggest changes they made to the movie are essentially simplifying things. You know, that... Streamlining Yeah, just streamlining it. Okay, like, as an example, so, like, Dr. Yue, the guy that betrays the, them, he's the got diamond, the, the diamond yeah. tattoo in his forehead. The diamond tattoo is to signify that he has passed through the highest levels of imperial conditioning that are available. That basically, he's been like almost kind of like mind controlled to the point where he cannot harm, he cannot take a life, and due to that, he is he is sort of uh, certified to be the medical. Uh, yeah, only, the, only the because person. of that he's able to do. Yeah, for like, them. like for the emperor himself, he yeah. you know, he could be, he could he could serve as the medical, uh, you know, the personal doctor of the emperor, because this conditioning means that he cannot take a life, and and the, and in the novel they go into this they go into this whole thing about how uh, Piter DeVries, uh, he's he's like the the Baron's kind of toady. Um, guy from Ant Man. I, I can't remember the actor's name. Oh yeah, um, but uh, that guy. Yeah, um, Piter uh, was able to break. Is that the guy from? Um, is it? Is there Polka Dot Man? Is that the yes? Same? Is yes, it the same guy? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same guy, yeah. Same guy. I knew. I knew I recognized him. I think that's. I knew it was something more recent. That's yeah, what it was. Suicide Squad. Yeah. So anyway, in the in the novel, there's this whole. You know, they go into this whole explanation, and everything about how Piter was able to break his imperial conditioning uh, and allow him to, you know, to essentially betray uh, House Atreides as he does. Right. And there's this, you know, and, and then, the, like, you know, there's this whole thing where, like, it's one of the themes of the book is, you know, like, uh, traps within traps within traps, faints within faints within faints. You know, it's all of this... You know, on big scales and small scales, you know, people with their fucking plans and you know their counter strategies and right, all that kind right. of shit. And in the in the novel, Ua kind of knows his wife is dead, 
but he's like kind of playing along that he thinks that she's still alive and that therefore, you know, like, you know, when the Baron makes this offer that he's going to, you know, basically he has nothing to lose at that point. So we might as well at least try to take down. Yeah. And so it, like you is motive, like, like you in the, in the novel doesn't believe he's ever going to be reunited with his wife. It's just purely about killing the Harkonnens for killing his wife. Right. Okay. And, uh, and all this stuff. And so like, and when you think about it, ultimately, it's like, okay, so, like, we've got, like, we've got this imperial conditioning that means you can't take a life, but we broke it, and so now you can't take a life, and therefore revenge plot. And it's like, well, that's just sort of like, that That ultimately, that equation, you know, rounds down to zero. You yeah. Know, or I, it resolves to zero. So we don't really need that. Like, we don't need to go into the imperial conditioning and all that. It doesn't affect the story. He betrays them, and we're done. I, I will admit, you know what I, mean? I will admit, I... I did think it was a little. I, I thought it was a. It was a little. It was a little surprising just how sort of simple that such a significant thing comes out of. You know, which right. I'm not. I'm not saying that that can't happen sometimes, but it like, I I will say now knowing that history, I think maybe I would have liked maybe just a little of that. A little scene. Um. Because I, I I will say like I was really kind of like surprised when he betrays them because I was like oh, oh okay well did he just secretly hate them or something and then he's like oh well you know he's 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 got my wife and I'm like oh well that, okay so we we find out about that in the moment it's the impact of it is being had and I, I don't know it, I will say I thought that was just a little bit um I, a little less fully real especially kind of knowing the the history of it you know. Um, I, I don't know, but I, but again, I get. I think, like you said, it's not. You would have probably had to do quite a bit to get that across, and, and maybe it wouldn't have, you know, yeah. benefited. How much does it really gain you ultimately? Yeah. I think honestly, the, the thing that might have made it more meaningful is to maybe just set up UA's character a little bit more. Exactly. That yeah. That just that's what yeah. I wanted. Just a little bit more time with him, because I mean, really, before that scene, you really only have the one scene where he's checking him out before he puts his hand in the box. Yep. yep. What's in the box? What's in the box? And then, um, and, and I think maybe one briefly, one other time where he's just, yeah. you know, like checking him or something, you know, or yeah, he has his hand on his head yeah. to, you know, make sure he's all right or whatever. There's a scene in the novel, once they get on Arrakis between Jessica and Yue, uh, where they're kind of, you know, confiding in each other to a degree. Yeah. And UA is sweating bullets because you know he knows that Jessica's been a Jesuit and uh, that uh, she'll she can you know if she detects deception within him you know everything's lost right and that that's one of those things that I could very easily see that getting trimmed for time but I wouldn't at all be surprised if you know like when this thing comes out on 4k if that's right. a good deleted scenes you know something that would just establish his character a little bit but maybe also give you the opportunity to suspect that he's up to something it, it just the, the, the thing I guess that did surprise me just that little bit was like he he disables the shields and does all, and I'm like, isn't he a doctor? Like, yeah. why? Why would Doctor Death? Why would he have the ability to do all that? You know, like, like I, there was. I, I will admit, like in the moment, I did yeah. kind of think I was like, oh well, he's doing a lot here. He, yeah, he he was able to get a lot done that was a little surprising yeah. to me. And and again, and, like I said, in the big scheme of things, it's going to happen. So it, it happens, but yeah, it did make like this hugely impactful thing seem a little simplistic like you know like like basically it came down to like the the you know plot of a B movie of like you know the bad guy's got his wife and so he you know does he, he turns on his best friend kind of thing like it felt yeah, yeah. that simple for right. something that almost Huge. wiped uh, you know a, a, a I guess not race but a, a entire, house. entire house of people yeah. and all the damage <laughs> it did and stuff so and there's a lot and, and the thing that's kind of interesting to think about is you know what UA does ends up I mean like UA is the linchpin for everything yeah know? and like what happens in, in the rest of this story and, yeah. and then the you know the novels that follow it like you know it's all it's all sort of comes yeah. back to that. UA ends up being the lever that changes the universe. It, it, I hope they do maybe uh, go into that a little bit more because, again, at the end of the movie, I, you know, 
you're already past it or whatever. But but I will say in that moment, I did kind of think I was like, oh well, that 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 seems a little simple yeah. for how how complex the rest of the storyline is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, sometimes it is. You know, some sometimes like this impactful thing happens from like a very you know simple concept. I'm I'm not saying like that that it had to be. It just I don't know. I I think if they spent a little more time with him. Maybe even like just some little thing to explain how he was able to, you know, do all of the stuff he did. Because he's basically like, yep. oh yeah, I just disabled everything and gave him direct, you know, fucking, you know, like he he, he did so much that I would have kind of been like, can can he is you know would he have even able to do that if in right. his role? But yeah, but yeah, it's, but here we are. All right, so let's talk about the obvious stuff. Like the production design, yeah. like the visual design of the film is like amazing, like fucking jaw dropping. You know, I we would have prior to a few weeks ago. I mean, we were going to watch this, you know, at my house on HBO Max. Yeah, as we have done every other HBO Max release yep. this yep. year. But uh, my buddy Neil, who uh, lives in the UK, saw it a couple weeks ago. He posts into our Discord chat that uh, you, you have like, to see you this have, he, he, I mean like it was literally worse to the effect of I am begging you <laughs> please go to the theater and watch this do not watch this on TV and he's and, 100% right and then I, I re- even though I didn't watch it which I was sorely tempted you know, <laughs> like we're seeing it the Monday after it released here in the States yeah I could have watched it all weekend on HBO Max and there were several moments I really wanted to. I was having that, you know, like I was having like that attic discussion with like only five minutes, or you know, yeah, like I, back, I was back watched the first five minutes. I was watched the first five minutes. Know, I, like, I already knows what I already know what happens. I read this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, it's not going to spoil it. I mean, how, what, how's it going to ruin it for? Ah, oh, come on. I was having those kinds of conversations with myself, and I held off. But I did. Um, I did uh, talk to. Uh, I talked to Fett. He watched it Sunday, at home. And uh, and he he said, he's like, I'm jealous of you for going to see this in the theater. He's like, I I wish I wish this I, I had first. I wish you know. you know. I wish I could I could do the same. And, you know, like he's got. It's it's hard for him to to go and see it just because sure. of the travel time and everything. But anyway, the point is, he also kind of echoed Neil's sentiment. So here we are. I'm really glad we saw it in the theater. Oh yeah, it is it a will, movie that really benefited from that the, experience. The the scope of the visuals, but also the the sound design. Like sound the, design was huge. You know, so many of those things. Where I mean, you know, look, it, it, you'll still come across. It's not like you still won't get the idea. But you know, having that, you know, that that sub, you know, going when whenever you know, like that, those the sand ships were going, the sandworms were going, you know, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Or even like that chanting that they were doing at the before the when they were putting the, the like the, red yeah, mark on their the, the Sardaukar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all that stuff was just. I mean, it, it really. Oh yeah. It was. It was just very, very. Uh, like you've you've really it really drew drew you into that world. Like it just yep. you know I don't know. There's there's some movies that like sort of move so fast that you kind of. You know, you're just you're just always moving. You're just always moving, and it kind of never like just lets you like sit and just you know yeah. immerse yourself in a in a uh, scene or whatever. And, and it was doing it the whole movie, and and not like you know you know in a way that made it feel like it dragged. It just it it never like it just it felt it felt a little heavy. You know, like made you feel a little heavy in your seat watching. Not not again, not in a bad way. Just like you were so like yeah. in that world. There's so much atmosphere and. Um what, one of the things that I, I, I like, it's it's a really epic, I, I mean, like I'm trying to think of a movie that sort of I can relate to, and I keep coming back to Lawrence of Arabia, not just because of the sand, but because it's a really epic film in terms of scale, mm-hmm. in terms of the, like, the kinds of things that are happening, warfare and so forth. Right. But it's a movie that really will slow down and just let drama play out and it'll it'll let you spend time with people just you know like looking at people and kind of like what is he thinking right now what you yeah. know how, how is he responding to like this thing that's happening yeah it's made in the tradition of that kind of film you know as opposed to a uh, 
you know, I, I mean, like, like this is to hell and gone from like you know an action film. Oh yeah, yeah. anything like that. There's, you know, there's action in it. There's violence and those kinds of things. But it is, it plays out more like a war, you know, like like a like a war epic or something like and that. Than a lot of it too, I think, is like else. the score was really nice, oh, yeah. but it was not like it wasn't used like your atypical movie. Like you know, I was thinking of the the you know the sword knife kind of fight at the end. Yeah. Like there's no music over it. You know, any other yeah. you know any other big Hollywood movie is <laughs> like you know, you know, yeah. Exactly, like going on in the background. <laughs> but instead, you know, it's just like you know, you, you you really just hear the sounds of what's going on, and it you know, it just it, it gave it a very real feel. But then, of course, there are moments when they're like shot way back, showing like the big epic things going on that you have that score, you know, in that makes it just feel very. Um, magnanimous, like just very big, you know. I, I like Hans Zimmer in general. Uh, I, I love his music uh, in almost everything I've heard it in. This is definitely uh, this is definitely one of his best. It's really, really, uh, it's very evocative, and also it like it has such an identity that is singular to this movie. You know, uh, it, it's really phenomenal. It went too with like you know the visuals, the like the the, the like set design and things like that. Yeah. There's, I'm I'm sure some like uh, non natural lighting was used, right. but it didn't seem that way. It felt like oh, yeah. every scene was right. lit by a real source. Yeah, you know? and yeah, and you know, so I, true. I'm sure to some degree it felt it probably was like they probably put really bright lights up shooting down those like little vents in the rooms you know like where you could you know see or, or like you know so you could see in a room there the only thing sometimes with like things like this in a you know like sort of futuristic world where they have ability to travel galaxies and all this sort of stuff and then they do have these rooms that are like very uh, barren you know like there's there's not much Around, you know, like the, the 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 walls and things like that are relatively, you know, uh, devoid of any th objects, you know. Yeah. And it definitely gives it a very very unique look, and and you know feels very good. But it also kind of makes me think like it's like okay, these guys can fly to any universe they want, but like they, they have one statue of a, a bull, you know, skewering a guy, on, you know, on the wall, like it's you're, you know, it just <laughs> you'd think they would be. Like a feel like a more live, livable, lived-in kind of space. Yeah. But I don't think that like that doesn't work with the the story and the world yeah. as much. Like I have to say that the the house on Arakeen is very, very much kind of like what I imagined. You know, in my mind. Yeah. When I first read the novel, yeah. You know, it, it just you know it, it, it's described as this huge empty place. These you know, dark hallways and, you know, sweeping staircases and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like, th th that's one of the, th just the scale, the scale of things. Like, yeah. you know, the, uh, the Highliners, that's that, that's that, that enormous ship that you see in orbit, like, you know, it's like a, like kind of a cigar shape. Yeah, kind of looks like a, kind of looks like the worm. Kind of looks like a worm. Yeah, except it's a hollow. And, uh, you know, you see like this ship in orbit. You know, you can't really. Like, it's, it's against the planet. Right. You have no idea. But then how big you see those, and you see this tiny this little dot flex coming out. Dot you know? comes out, and then that dot lands on the ground, and the people are teeny tiny yeah. little people next to that dot. And you get a sense of how big that thing is. I think they could get by with smaller walkways. Yeah, they, they, they might be able to. <laughs> like, 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 they open that first time, yeah, like, it drops down, and it's literally like, you, you know. You a platoon you, it's like, shoulder it's, to shoulder. Yeah, it's like a thing. football field wide, and there's like three people walking down. Yep. Um, the, but again, the scale, that, it felt, it, it oh, felt yeah. right. Like, you know, like there's there's that weird logistical part of my brain sometimes that says like, that eh, seems like that's not really needed. But then you're like, but it, in the movie it feels yeah. very... It just it just felt massive. It just ran. Yeah, you know, and and the same the same thing. I mean, like I was thinking about you know the steps where where Duke Leto is uh, is betrayed by Yui, where gets shot in the back with a dart. You yeah. know, those steps are you know oh, like as wide as a foot. They go off frame, like <laughs> yeah, they just no, go and, and 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 you and he's tiny on the frame, like yeah. you know, so you know you know it's just like there's no and there's the no walls reason just for go this. straight up for you know I mean like Forever. again it's, it it just yeah. seems like those. It does feel like a lot of times when you go to like a sci-fi movie where they go into like this 
a, a place where the beings are just bigger, you know, yeah. like where the like the beings live, in, and then you're like this little tiny thing in there. But like it just it, it made it feel just a, a press impressive. Maybe. It's yeah, it's I'm hugely hugely impressed with the uh, with the movie. Cinematography was amazing. Uh, editing, I, I was really impressed by. There's, I mean, there's like okay, so like basically after. After the betrayal, after the night where the the Harkonnens show up and and uh, you know almost wipe out the Atreides, um, there's like two chapters of the book that are almost exclusively in Paul's head, and it's him having these visions of uh, of jihad, as you know they call it holy war in the film, but you know. Uh, he is having these these visions of, of possible futures and this this holy war spreading like fire through the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and he's uh, he's exploring like basically different paths of consciousness and uh, he's awakening as it were. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I I was wondering like how are they going to do this? You know, like how are you going to communicate this? And you know, ultimately I you know, at, at the same way you do it in a play. You know, you have the character reacting to something internal yeah. and giving just enough of sort of a verbal outburst that you understand what they're upset about, you know. Right, right. They handled it very simply. And that, that's the thing that I, I was really struck by is I thought that Villeneuve as a director has got exceptionally good taste in terms of, you know, how, just how to approach certain things yeah. like that. Um, I, I was really, really impressed with this film as an adaptation. And, I mean, it's very, very faithful to the book. There are, there are scenes in the book that aren't in the movie, and yet they're the kinds of things that, you know, you don't feel like, oh, well, they didn't include this. You're just like, well, they didn't have time to show it. Right. Like that, all the things that I that I know that happened in the book can still happen here. It's just that they happen off screen right. for time reasons. Like the, the way didn't. that it just lets everything kind of feel like those, those scenes are just right around the corner. We just they, don't have time. They to didn't do just like you know re completely redo a, a scene or something no. because they're like, well, since we can't show that, let's just change it, you know. And it's like, okay, yeah. we'll just we'll, we'll we won't show it, but we'll maybe have somebody mention something about it or yeah. show a, a flashback that alludes to it or right. something, you know. Or we'll truncate it, like the, like the council scene where uh, where Paul shows up and you know, and they, they just kind of briefly talk about the problem with the uh, the equipment that the Harkonnens have left them. Yeah, and then and then it kind of moves on to uh, you know, like in the, in the book council scenes much longer they talk about a lot more stuff but you know that's the thing like ultimately we don't need uh we don't need you know we just need to kind of set up the next scene which is what they do yeah. those kinds of things really really smart um can i ask the the um yeah i thought i th i thought the cast was great i loved yeah, pretty much everyone's performance I thought was amazing. There yeah, was it's a great there, cast. There were two though that I, I don't know. I, I, there's something about it. I, I I'm not. I'm just. I don't, I'm not exactly sure how I feel about it 100. percent And it was uh, the two like military leaders, Momoa and, and um, Bernie Halleck. Uh, talking about uh, Brolin. Yes, Josh Brolin. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gurney and Duncan. they they felt like. Marines in a modern day movie, yeah. and, and I mean even down to like their their like, you want me to get court martialed? And I'm just like, is right. that is that language that would be used? And, and I, I don't know, is that language that was used in the book? Yeah, you know, so that that's the thing. It, the book is is really interesting in that, and you and I talked about this last night. And I I, I don't I, I guess you know like I I don't think you knew this prior, but one of the things that has always really fascinated me about about Dune, and honestly, I don't think I picked up on it the first time I read it. I think maybe the second time I read the book mm -hmm. is when I first kind of put this together. But, um, you know, Dune is is our future, ostensibly. You know, yeah, it's the I human race from Earth 
8,000 years from now. Yeah. Where we have colonized, you know, you know, some portion of the galaxy and we're terraforming planets to make them habitable and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, um, there's something really interesting about that and about envisioning, you know, how human, the human race and culture exist in that distant future, how certain things are similar and how certain things are different. And so, yeah, for me, those things do make sense because, you know, it's just like there are remnants, there are still remnants of military culture and things like that, you know, that survive. Uh, and I thought, like, like the scene where the the emperor's emissary comes to uh, Caladan to, you know, basically give them the the decree to, you right. know, to take Arrakis. You like the uniforms that the Atreides are wearing, you know, are not dissimilar from military uniforms that have sure. existed on Earth now and in the past. Yeah. And yet, and like the emperor's emissaries are, you know, wearing things that are not dissimilar from, I don't, you know, like maybe like a, you know, like religious yeah, like uh, robes, and robes, you know, yeah. those kinds of things. You know, it's got all the heraldry and stuff of, uh, you know, maybe like a religion. Yeah. And so that, like, that's one of those things. Like, you know, the book they they spell that out a little bit more. You know, they they talk a little bit more about the these things. And in the movie, you know, you just you're just kind of getting them as the story is passing by. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, to me, those things feel uh, very true to the to the book. They they just they they felt ever so minorly out of place to me at times. Just just because it it, it just it felt like with everything else, you know, kind of had that sort of like yes, of course they're speaking English. Yeah. They're you know they're they're doing a lot of like things that we would do currently but they're sort of vague enough and general enough that they're they're kind of that like conceit of like hey I got to tell a story and so there's yeah. certain commonalities that are just going to be there yeah and then for for both of them Momoa maybe a little bit more to me it just it felt a little bit like off character for the tone because it just it felt a little too like, like, honestly, I almost felt like his dialogue you could take and put in, like, you know, a fucking Michael Bay movie or something. And, you know, oh, God, like, not a Michael Bay movie. He's, no! he's the military grunt that's going after the evil Transformers or something. You know, and, like, right. it would have it would have been the exact same dialogue. And that just, to me, was a little surprising. Like, I was like, I is that right? But yeah. I, their, their, like, their dedication and, like, their, you know, their, their ability and stuff. Like, all that stuff felt spot on. You know, it felt like that was really... Yeah. Right for the the character and the I, I gotta say I motivation thought, stuff. I thought Momoa was really well cast as Duncan Idaho. I mean, you know, that's a, you know, in the book he is a, he's a very charismatic character. He's 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 loved by everybody. He's uh, you know he, he's really highly thought of, and he is really devoted to to House Atreides and protecting uh, protecting the Duke and yeah. his family. I wish you got maybe a little bit more time with him. Yeah, you know, and, and but but yeah, I thought he I thought he came across that way as well. I thought Momoa brought all that to life. Uh, I, I mean, that's like we could we could do an entire show just talking about how awesome the cast is. There's not a there's not a weak link there. Um, everybody's really, really, really well cast. Uh, even people that you know only have a little bit of screen time, like the, 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 this actor. I wish I could remember from. Ant Man, Suicide Squad, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. played yeah. a Piter. I, I I recognized him, but I just couldn't tell what from. And uh, again, he was just, and, and again, like I said, doesn't have many lines at all. Is only in like three scenes total. And uh, but you know, still felt unique. You know, like that's the thing I really do remember about like watching movies back in the day is like even those like little side characters. Sometimes they have like no real direct impact on on the story, but like. They just did something, and they were just quirky enough, or had some little, yeah. um, you know, thing about their character that made them stand out. And uh, like, you know, he, he had that. I uh, I thought Batista was, you know, did really yep. well. I, you know, it, it. I was I was trying to put my finger on who. Uh, what's the the main? We were talking about uh, Baron Harkonnen. Yeah, like, I, and I, you know, you had to tell me. Well, when Skarsgård's name come up, I, I kind of put it together. But like before that, I was thinking it was. Uh, Somebody else, but um, like you know, that was yeah. that was a really excellent performance, and he's he's quite. A bit I can't different. believe he bulked up that much. Right, for role. Like, his dedication, man. He Robert De Niro the shit out of that role. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I thought Skarsgård was brilliant casting as, as Baron Harkonnen, and he's he's quite a bit, I, I say quite a bit different, he's quite a bit different in in the book. He, he felt very much like the one from that old movie from the little bit I remember. Like, he felt, he kind of reminded me of that performance back then. Not as bloviating like that no, one, I think, did. That guy's a lot more, yeah, he's a lot bigger and all that. Right, but there's some, like, part about it that it did... It, to me, it did remind me a little bit of, of... He's a giant fat man floating around on suspensors. I mean, I, you, I, I think more than just the visual. There's something about the way he delivered lines that I was just like... Yeah. I was like, that does kind of Reminds give you. me just a little a little bit of that. Oh. He's a bit more of a monster in the film. Like, in the book, he's a little bit more of a... Kind of calculated... Yeah, he's like... I mean, he's a scheming and evil guy. He's Trump, right? Like, but, <laughs> but he's a... Uh, in the film, he's he's scarier. He, he's he's a lot scarier in the movie. And, yeah. And Skarsgård is really he knows what to do with that kind of material. Right. But um, anyway, um, I loved it. I mean, this was you know this so, was a big one for me when we when we did Shang Chi. We were talking with Zach about what are the big ones coming up. Right. Yeah. This is a big one for me, and I am. Thoroughly satisfied, with the exception of the fact that I have not heard about a green light from Warner Brothers on Part Two. And Tony, I'm here to Surely, tell you, yeah. if they do not green light Part Two, I will buy all the toilet paper in the world, and I will spend the rest of my lives toilet papering the houses of Warner Brothers executives tomorrow, and the day after, and the day after, and the day after, <laughs> to the end of time. I swear to fucking God. They have got to make the sequel to this film. I, I mean, I would be... I, you know, to me, this feels like, if anything... I, I don't think there's any question it gets made. Just to be honest. Knock, knock on wood, don't want to jinx it, but I you know, think it's it's, it's got to be made. If anything, this might just be them... kind of... helping with financial deals later down the road. Of like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, we know you want to make that movie. Well, let's, you know, let's, let's talk our contract and stuff, you know. I, I can't imagine something of this scope because the other thing is it seems the little bit which I know both of us tried to you know we we try to avoid a little bit you know that what yeah. what's going on you know in the, the the larger world or whatever in terms of like the the movie until we've seen it yeah but you know you get that um, the idea that it's it's done pretty well it's you know it's doing okay seems like it's you know I think relatively I, well received and I think that I read that it's the biggest box office opening that HBO Max simultaneous release thing has seen since they started it. What what else have they had? They've had uh, the Suicide Squad, mm. uh, Mortal Kombat. I can't remember if Snyder Cut got a theatrical release. I don't or not. think it did. If it did, I think it got one of those like weird, yeah. like you know, New York, L.A., nothing else. Like what, I don't think it got a legit one. What about Wonder Woman '84? Did did that come out day and day? No, because remember that was. I, I, I know they launched it. Like they launched HBO Max with that. On well, it, but I thought but, that was like still middle pandemic. I, I don't yeah, know that, that they. That might have been months later. I think they. Uh, yeah, again, if they did. I can't remember. I don't think it had any real impact. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's good to hear. Because, I mean, Suicide Squad, even though I don't think it did as well as they hoped, like, it had a big, you know, opening weekend. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I I will say that was, you know, we didn't really talk about the fact that this is the first half, you know, which yeah. I think going into it, we were a little unsure of. You know, I, you, yeah. you, you said a few times, like, you know, there are scenes that we see in the trailers and stuff that are from moments... Right. You know, late, you know, into the second half of the book, and, and you know, we, you pointed out, you were like, "Yeah, but he could be having like visions of the future," and I was like, "Fuck, you're right. That's exactly what's going." Well, on. I mean, but we we were talking, we were both <laughs> on that same page. I think we were both just saying, like, you know, it, it could be that, but also when we when we kind of heard the news of like maybe, maybe it's not it's not absolute greenlit for a second one. Like, would yeah. would they have gone back and said, "Look, you need you know." Try to get it all in this one, you know. But then, then also when we heard it, when I heard it was two and a half hours, I remember thinking like, okay, well, it doesn't seem like the scope of this movie. I mean, if you told me it was like three hours, maybe three three ten or that, something, that, that might be enough. I could even it doesn't sound like it probably would have been enough, but yeah, that's more in line with like okay, we're going to try to tell the whole story in one one go. And I was like two and a half. It seems like that would be hard to really get across. So yeah. I'm glad they're going to give it some well or. Theoretically, theoretically, which yeah. I, I just man, I, I can't, so. I can't imagine. 
surely not. I I certainly hope so. I mean, you know, one of the things that I loved about the movie was that it did slow down enough to really, you know, to just like really kind of like let you soak in, like you know, the the atmosphere, you know, whatever. Yeah. You just you have so much time to just kind of like meditate on what you're seeing and and what's being said, and you know, that's the thing. I mean, it's it, it's it's a dense story and you know there's a there's a lot of concepts there's a lot of names you right. know and i think that if it was just like flashing oh. by like that i, I think that it, it would be almost unintelligible 100 percent agree with that like that was the one thing i thought was like you 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 were given time to really you know and enjoy the weight of the film like you know like the weight of this you know decisions being made and what's going on and they didn't rush you through like it did not feel dis uh like discombobulated, like you know, didn't feel like oh, you know, oh, wait a minute, who, what, oh, oh we're already over here. oh, yeah, and that guy, oh, he's okay, he's there, you know, yep. it didn't feel like that. It felt like you saw kind of every moment and as much as you needed to to understand what's going on, and then you know, let's let's transition to the next important point, you know, and and, and whatnot. I, th- I thought it was very well done. It is funny to to me to look back and and think of Villeneuve and, and like the last thing I guess I saw of his was 2049 Blade Runner and uh, that was also really fucking good well it was very good and it felt kind of very similar yeah. like it had that that thing of where like it takes its time not as much action you know like like it had a couple of those moments but it was like a little more slow paced because it's more about the characters and the story yeah. being told and um, I felt felt kind of similar in that in that regard but yeah I I was I will admit I was not just like like chomping at the bit. Like if we'd you know, if you'd said like, you know, hey, let's just let's watch this home, I, I would have said like, Okay, yeah, that's fine. But right. I am hundred percent glad that we went and saw it in theater. It definitely uh, it, it had a significant harder impact seeing it in the theater and, and it already was very good. So Yeah. I agree. I, I'm really glad that we did that. I'm I'm glad that Neil suggested it. Thank you, Neil. Yeah. Um because absent that, I would have uh, I would have just watched it at home and enjoyed the story, but the, it I definitely feel like it's it's a movie that that benefited from uh, from the theatrical there, experience. There is something too about when we're watching something at home, like in general, you know, we we kind of try to watch it straight through, but sometimes we don't. You know, sometimes yeah. we take a little break here or there, and you know, there is something to be said of like being at, you know not being at the controls you know and like having the movie just play through yeah because like there is you know you can you can sit there and really kind of like enjoy it and 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 not and be it you know at the mercy of somebody else you know like yeah like uh you 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 i guess I, in a way you're at their mercy it's just playing so like you just you gotta kind of hold on and get in and yep and stay focused and you can't pause something rewind it and see like oh wait a minute what, what did he say you know like right at times that's you want to do that but that first viewing i think it's better just do it all the way through because it's like you you almost sort of break the pacing and you know yeah, things like that it's true it, it just it, it forces you to pay attention and you know just focus yeah because it's the only shot you're gonna get yeah uh unless you're me in which case i want to go home and watch it again right yeah i figured i figured you might right now tonight <laughs> um hey and you can't like that is a, that can. is a very cool thing <laughs> you know, like but that you do have that ability to yeah to go and just HBO Max wishes that every customer was like, you know, actually, I should congratulate Neil on that job he got with HBO Max. Oh, manipulating <laughs> people in the world to not only have the HBO Max service but also go see the movie in the theater. Yeah, yeah. But I do, um, man, I, I, I fucking love it. I, I mean, like, I, I just, I'm, I can't think of anything that I was dissatisfied with. I, I can't think of a single thing, and I would say that. Almost everything met my expectations, and some things even exceeded my expectations, and my expectations were fucking high. Yeah. Um, the spectacle of it, the performances, that you know, the acting is, is really great. I, it's it's really well written from the standpoint of an adaptation, and you know, just trying to kind of like get to things uh, 
and you know, and get the ideas across, and then get on to the next scene. Yeah, you, you know, the, the the pacing that movies tend to want to have is is relatively fast, and I think you know this movie is exactly where it, it kind of needs to be. Yeah, um, I, I agree, man. But oh man, I, I fucking loved it, and just the 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 possibilities, uh, you know, of what is to come. Uh, I'll give you one really specific example. It's on my mind because that's the, it's at the end of the movie. An idea from the book that I think is difficult to communicate, but like you know, you hire the right actor and mm-hmm. you know you give him you give him something to do. Where when Paul is fighting with Janice, and he he you know he he, he gets his knife against his throat and right. says, "Do you yield?" And Janice is infuriated. Right. And like you can see, he's, he you've he's dishonored assaulted. me. Yeah, exactly. You've insulted me by offering my life. You know, and like yeah. that's one of those like in the book. You know, like you got to kind of explain freedom and culture and blah 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 blah. And but you get it. That actor yeah. tells you all of that in that moment. Right. Like, and that that's that's the thing that makes the movie just a little bit magic. Yeah. And like when when Stilgar meets Leto and and Leto's you know says this very kind and you know. Uh, honorable thing, you know, reaches out with the open hand, the olive branch, and Stilgar, you know, I thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and, and Gurney's like, you know, like, kill him! And <laughs> well, I, I love that, you know, uh, Momoa's character, you know, j- jumps in and just like, uh, uh, thank you, your, or whatever, you know. For sharing like, you know, your for water sharing with your, us. Your, your you know? precious, mo- <laughs> I'm your just precious like, moisture. Oh, oh, okay, well that, that could have gone badly. But, th- th- that, and that's the thing, like, that's a moment that... That's super explained in the book, but and they got across. They got it super across. clearly. Like it, yep. it, it was not, you know, and with with a very relatively, sm, you know, small amount of time and a very impactful way. I mean, like mm-hmm. it, it became, it, you know, again, I'm not sure how much humor there is in the book, but like you know, there were those moments like that was yeah. that was kind of a funny one. You know, that it was, was like you know a little bring just a little bit of levity to 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 a, a you know pretty heavy story. Yeah. It's it's well well done, and uh, I think that like, you know, they get across the exact right amount of information. Like when um, when the Reverend Mother Mahayam, when she's leaving Kaladin, and you know she says to Jessica, "A way has been paved for you on Arrakis." Yeah, and um, you know, just getting across the idea that the Bene Gesserit are they are like these. Manipulators. They're pulling yeah. the strings from behind the scenes in all kinds of ways. Yeah. Ways that we know about now and ways that we'll find out about in the sequel. Yeah. Um, again, it's just, you know, it's like economy of storytelling. And as long as the movie is, and as relatively, I'm using air quotes, slow paced as it is, mm-hmm. um, they're still, like, they're not wasting the screen time they've got. Right. Like, they're ne- like, the movie never wastes your time. It's always giving you just the right amount that you need to help you understand what comes next. Uh, really, really, I'm I'm in deeply impressed. I mean, yeah. it's I I feel like it's a movie that is going to uh, it's going to stand the test of time. It, it does. It feels a bit like like one of the closer things I can think of is something like Lord of the Rings. Like yeah, that's a good. story that. And, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you know everybody was just. But but I think especially at the time it came out, I think everybody was like, "Wow, I did not think they would be able to do it justice." Right. And even though they they had to change some things and 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 do some things here and there, I think in general, they're they very well regarded it's more so maybe when they first came out over time you know people were sort of kind of like well think about what we can do now you know it's always how can we tell a story now this feels like this will be that you know this, that kind of movie for the next 10 20 years you know before somebody will will say you know well could, could we could we could we do it better now and I, man i don't know like i mean it doesn't really seem like they they could so yeah i think it's it seems like the next you know a, a if they, if they, you know, if they do the second one, and you know, who knows if this one does well enough, the second one does well enough. You know, it sounds like there's a lot of other Children content. Children of Dune is coming up right behind it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it'd be it'd be amazing. It'd be really amazing if if this actually spawned, you know, like a series of movies that uh, you know attempt to adapt some of the later novels. Like, yeah. I can never remember the order, but you know, they're like Children of Dune, Heretics of Dune, God Emperor of Dune. I, I can't remember. 
I know Children of Dune is, is there the a Dune one. of Dune? Dune of Dune. Um, or Dune to Dune. The uh, the movie is fucking great. As I was saying earlier, you know, when you and Zach and I talked about like you know like what are like the, the things coming up in the rest of the year that you're really excited about? For me, it was this Matrix Resurrection, Spider Man, and this one. I think Bond too. weren't you pretty big? Definitely into Bond. Well, I mean, yeah, like Bond is there. Ghostbusters Afterlife is there. Yeah. But the the at, at you know in that moment, the three I was most excited about, the gotcha. three that I was that were I was looking forward to the most. This was the first of the th- of the three, and uh, man, it was just it was everything I could have hoped for, and then some. That's good to hear, man. Fucking I'm great movie. I I enjoyed it as well, not being you know nearly as familiar with it. So I mean, it I think it. That's a good sign. I think it uh, if it can please. I think it did what yeah both it, of those kinds. It of did audiences. what like a a studio I think hopes for is like it it keeps the diehard fan that is you know really yeah. attached to it and. You know, is able to bring which I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I wonder if there's not going to be a lot of people that might not immediately be gravitate towards it. Yeah. But that that might be the person that watches it on HBO Max or something. You know, because yeah. it's you know just kind of there and they don't have to you know make a make any extra effort to go see it in the theater or something. And and uh, it'd be interesting to see how. Yeah, I mean, we won't really see the numbers per se, but you know, if we hear that you know it's got really good viewership on there and whatnot. Yep. With award season coming up, very you know, just around the corner, I'm I'm willing to bet that this is going to see several Oscar nods, mm. and not just for the obvious stuff like score, visual effects, yeah, sound design. Yeah, man, very good, very good. Cool, man. Well, I think uh, I'm I'm not sure exactly what the next thing is. I it, I mean, I don't uh, like Bond is still in the air, and yeah. then uh, what's the next? Is Ghostbusters Afterlife? Is that the next? theatrical release that's coming up sounds right that or i mean spider-man's coming up pretty quick right? or it, it, eternals maybe eternals is before oh, yeah well, eternals shit. is like, this only like a month away or no no it's november 7th and then there's something it's like, that. like a week away isn't it well, so no. like eternals is coming up really soon i think it's more than a week though isn't it i don't know i don't think it's next week i think it might be like two weeks let's see november 5th it's next week jeez it's fucking crazy. Where did October So that'll be go? probably the next thing we need to watch. It'll probably be, it'll probably be a turtles. <laughs> but anyway, um, we thank you all for listening to this episode of the Drive Home Breakdown. Of course, if you saw Dune, we'd love to know what you thought about it. And also, uh, any comments on what we had to say or just things that you're looking forward to in the upcoming and uh, the last few months of the, uh, the 2021 release calendar. We will be back next time with a all new episode of the Drive Home Breakdown. Until then, the breakdown rolls on. Mm-hmm.